You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lisamato and Brent Edwards. And welcome to episode 21 of BNI, the Australian Story podcast. My name is Veronica, and once again, we are here with our executive director, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Veronica. Hi, everyone. I am very excited, Brent. We've hit 5,000 downloads and it continues to grow, and the feedback from our members um, locally and nationally has been absolutely outstanding. So thank you everyone who's been supporting the podcast, downloading it and more importantly sharing it not only with members but potential members who are now finding it easier to come to a meeting and understanding what we do before they even get there. Yeah, it's, a, it's been really organic growth as we've been going around the country and a lot more people are finding out about us and uh, giving us some really positive feedback and some of that's actually led to sharing it with people sharing those success stories and getting those people in the chapters which is an unintended consequence of what we're doing because we just really wanted to share you know the Australian stories amongst uh, you know amongst our members and a few others but uh, what we're finding is it's actually it's motivating people to come and have a look at BNI and uh, be a part of BNI because they're hearing the successes of the Australian members. Yeah, look, it's absolutely fantastic. And once again, as I do in every podcast, BNI Australia is a powerful and collaborative business organisation built on relationships, which are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. BNI is Australia's premier business networking organisation. Our service is designed to offer members the opportunity to not only create business, but also establish relationships, share ideas, contacts and most importantly those business referrals that have not stopped even though we've had this crazy pandemic going on in the world um, and we are really in the heart of it here in, in Australia we're seeing some uh, tiny little second wave spikes and all of that kind of thing but in the chapters business and referrals are going through the roof why is that oh because people are, are still doing business people still have an outlet to actually build relationships and refer business to each other through our meetings, even through the Zoom platform. So that's continued on. And I know even from our region itself, as I said last week, our thank you for closed business from our members hasn't wavered during a, during the pandemic. It's, it's increased. It's remained the same. In some chapters it's increased, in some it's gone down. But across a region as such, ours hasn't really wavered. And it's around the world it's only you know a little bit a small percentage down on what it normally would be around the world and you know a lot of places around the world are, are still in lockdown as we speak and this has been recorded uh, late june um so yeah they're, they're still in lockdown so they they are getting adversely uh, more affected than than we are in australia because our restrictions aren't as tight but um as uh, everything comes back in i'm sure we've got a really good platform to actually grow even larger well, I know we're very happy to be back face-to-face in the studio with our producer, Steve, so thank you. But why don't you introduce our special guest today? We're off to Perth today, so back over to WA. Better weather. And um, I don't know what the weather's like over there. We'll have to ask John in a minute. But our guest today is John Williamson, and he's not the singer, so it's not Hey True hey, Blue. True no, Blue. no, it's not that. He's uh, he, he's uh, he's from South Africa, which we'll probably hear about a bit later on. But he is now an Aussie, and uh, he can do the g'day mate and and all this sort of thing now. 
And he's been in BNI for 16 years. Wow. So um, he, he's been with us for quite a long time. And John is the executive director of BNI Western Australia. So you reckon your region's big? Western Australia is a pretty big region to look after. And John looks after 36 chapters there. And he's executive director for Perth and regional Western Australia. So welcome, John, to the podcast. Great to have you on board. Well, thank you very much, Brent. That's great. Great to be here. So we've got you on because you've got a really uh, great story and you've got a, you've got a really big uh, concern in WA, quite a few chapters, and I was actually over there before we, uh, we stopped travelling to WA earlier in the year for your uh, awards event at the casino there at Crown and uh, that was a fantastic event and the energy and the people there were absolutely awesome and uh, they really, you know, B&I in, in Perth is... Uh, is really strong. It's been going for about 20 years in Perth and uh, that was just a really great event. But you didn't start off in B&I in Australia, did you? You started off in South Africa. Yeah, I started off in South Africa 16 years ago. Um, and um, an interesting story about that. Um, I think I'm the only member to be invited by a clown. And I have to say, clown really, really slowly. It depends how you read into that, John. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, here's the story. It's very interesting. I I was running a a retail store, very similar to what you would know here as a news agent. It was a courier business um, in a a forum, a mall. And, um, And there was this old gentleman that used to come every week and he has used to escape from the from his uh, lifestyle village, his uh, his aged care village, and he used to come shopping with all the old biddies. And um, but he hated shopping, and he used to escape by coming into my my shop. And uh, I got to know him quite well, and uh, we would always have a cup of coffee, and um, it was great. And then one day he said to me, "So what are you doing next Wednesday?" And I thought, well. Yeah, uh, do you need a lift anywhere? He says, um, uh, yeah, I do. I need, I need a lift to a business meeting. And uh, uh, honestly, to this day, I still don't know his real name because his name, he, 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 called, he called himself Corky. Corky? Right? Corky the Clown? Corky the, Corky the Clown. And, uh, and to this day, I still don't know what his real name is, so it was Corky. So I said, Corky, um, you know, you want to go to a business meeting? Um, and, you know, I'm trying really to be tactful. The guy's about 88, 89, and he's, he says, yeah, I have a business, and I run a, a small business. I do um, little parties at the, on the weekends for kids, and I tie up balloons and get dressed up as a clown. And I was just gobsmacked when I heard about this, and he told me all these little adventures that he was doing. So I said, okay, well, back to Wednesday. You want to get? You want me to... Uh, help you escape from your old age home and uh, come along to a business meeting on Wednesday. He said, yeah, they have a good breakfast. So, um, okay, no problem. Oh, that's, um, that'll get I'll, you in. If they have a good breakfast is always a good one. That's it. That's it. So um, I, I went along and I, 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 I pulled into the parking and I said, okay, I'll see you later. And he said, I'm not going in alone. I said, Cookie, I'm not invited to your business breakfast. You asked me for a lift here. So we said, um, yeah, but I'm not going in alone. I don't know anybody. So you, you'll have to come in with me, at least to the front door. 
So uh, I um, I said, okay, all right, all right, okay, I'll, I'll come in with you. And I, I got meet, I got obviously uh, met by the visitor host. Said, welcome, welcome. Could you please register your name here? And uh, it costs, uh, I don't know what it costs, but twenty bucks for breakfast. Um, and um, yeah, just. Uh, come in and find a seat. And, and I said, no, 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 I'm not invited. Um, I'm just bringing my friend here, Corky, and I'm leaving. So they said, oh, well, would you like to stay for breakfast? And if you had known me then, I was very much an introvert and I was really shy and I couldn't actually talk in front of a whole lot of people. Right? Um, and this place was packed. And when I say packed, there was a whole 16 people in the room. <laughs> right. Hey, that was a big that was but, a big chapter sixteen years ago. Yeah. yeah, and there were sixteen people in the room and still to this day when I open chapters I actually say when visitors walk in and they see sixteen to twenty people, they see a packed room where yeah. you see a very small room. Yeah. So um so Corky uh, sat down, I sat down next to him and I, I when it came to the visitors, you know I know a lot of members when we first started this uh, thing about Visitors, can you please say your name, your business, and who invited you? Uh, they say, well, visitors really don't get anything out of it. I promise you, I, was, I would have been really thankful if they said that to me. Yeah. Because when it came to my turn, they said, could you please stand up and talk for one minute about yourself? Yeah. I was terrified. I actually didn't even say a word the first day. I just said, I just looked at the next person. I said, no, you go. <laughs> they didn't even know my name. Right. Um. So it took me about a week or two to actually calm down from this. And they, they followed up with me and they invited me back. Um, and I went back um, and I joined. Yeah. Why did you uh, go back? I, joined. Uh, I saw the potential for business growth because of the, um, the contribution section when it was going around. There was only 16 people in the room. It was a really brand new chapter. It was probably going for around about uh, three or four months. And uh, I just saw there was a whole lot of people that I could talk to. I saw influence in the room. Um, but I think the one thing that got me over the, uh, over the decision at the beginning was, um, even though I thought that was a lot of money that was being contributed, it wasn't. You know, if I had to equate it back to now, it, probably, it was probably about, you know, $5,000 worth of business for the week. And, you know, that, that right now, uh, we look at that and we go, that's pretty, pretty poor. Yeah. But then yeah. it was, you know, it was that five grand for me that was, wow, somebody made five grand in this room. You know, a whole lot of people together made five grand in this room in one week. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now we look at that and we say, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 grand in a week. Um, some of the chapters are doing $140,000 a week here. Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, um, so that's probably what got me over the top, and I went back and I I, I signed on. Well, wow, so, so you've um well one you've been invited by a clown, and we don't have any. <laughs> I don't see any membership committees out there putting um, wanted professions on their list for clowns. <laughs> the local circus, but um, yeah. in, in the event space, in the event power team. They could probably work pretty well. Yeah. Um, where in South Africa was was this particular chapter? In case we have any South African listeners. Well, um, it was in a place called Nelspruit, which is about three hundred and fifty kilometres east of east of Johannesburg. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. about three and a half hours away. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, obviously um, through this you've um, became a situational extrovert. Um, so <laughs> That's correct. <Yeah. laughs> because uh, from from seeing you uh, from seeing you talking to uh, at B and I, and I've actually seen keynote speakers, uh, keynote speeches back at uh, the South African conference as well. Um, you That's sort correct, of yeah. seem to have uh, grown out of that as well. So um, yeah. So where to go from there with the uh, after you joined as a news agency in your uh, local chapter? Well, the, the irony is the clown didn't join; he just came to breakfast, <laughs> and then he never he never came back. Right? And I, I had that as a question week. written down. So thanks for asking for answering that. <laughs> what happened to Corky? Corky just came back to my shop the following week and, and laughed at me and told me that it was all planned that he oh, wanted no. me to come come in, and he he uh, he got somebody there to. Um, Say no, don't worry. He'll get me to come along because um, uh, he, he thought I'd been invited before, and I yeah. said no. But that was that was untrue. That's a different so, kind uh, of I strategy. I had no idea what BNI was all about. It was a stitch up from the start. <laughs> yeah, so Corky the clown. Yeah, so I'll never forget the the, the guy. He's uh, so he changed my life really. And then where it went from there is, um, it took me about a year or so. Uh, I was building that chapter. I, I became the president of that chapter. Uh, it, it went it went into kind of meltdown for a little while, and then uh, we we pulled it out of the plug hole and uh, got it really going. And it was uh, a 32 member chapter, um, and it worked really well. And then I approached the the national director uh, because there was no regional director in the in where we were, and I said, um, "Is it okay if I start another chapter? Because I have two other people in my in my company that I want to put into chapters." And he says, "You go ahead." Right, so um, we started another uh, two chapters in the in the region, and at that stage, I then offered to buy the region, and uh, we negotiated a bit, and I got a, a good deal on it. And uh, Mike Levine always says that uh, you know I was uh, I was one of the only people that he could uh, that that really manipulated him to get a cheaper price. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, um, I think that's my Scottish blood. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so then, what happened then? I became a a, a person that uh, would go around on the national speakers roster. So I would speak at the national conferences, and uh, I met a guy by the name of Robert French, who was a British guy who had just uh, bought into BNI Malaysia. Yes, I know Robert quite well, and this is yeah. probably at. Um, would this have been at uh, Kuala Lumpur in two thousand? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So this, two years prior to that, I was in the I was on a stage in Cape Town, and he was one of the, the speakers of that day. And he said, "Look, uh, you know, you know, you have your bio, and they read out your bio before you do your talk uh, on the on the stage, and they and one of the things on that on my bio is what is your burning desire is to." And I have no idea why I wrote this, but it's amazing when you write stuff down how it comes true. Um, and I said I'd like to talk in front of over a thousand people. Wow! Considering oh. that you walked into a room of sixteen and clammed up, and then yeah. you put on your yeah. bucket list to speak to yeah. more of a thousand people. Did you also have on your bio that you were invited by a clown to be an I? No, 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 no. that would be that would be good on that. <laughs> Anyway, you wanted to speak in front of a thousand people, so, um, yeah, so that got so facilitated. French, yeah, so Robert French said, "Listen, I can make that happen if you like. Uh, we have a, a conference in Malaysia in 2010, 
and um, I'll give you a 40-minute speaking slot. You fly over there on your own cost. You, you, um, we'll give you free access to the conference and uh, you know accommodation and flights are for you. Uh, that's the opportunity, and uh, let's see what you can do with it. Wow. And in the meantime, we were setting up our immigration to come to Australia at that time, and it all kind of worked out. And um, there's another story. Uh, when I met uh, uh, Frederick Marku at the Malaysian conference, I actually met Frederick and YP and Bob at the Malaysian conference. Bob Greenup from Sydney, uh, all on that on that conference. So. We were sitting in Directors Day. I don't know, Brent, were you there that day? Oh, I was I was there at that conference, but I might have been enjoying myself a bit too much over, <laughs> in, over in KL that weekend. So the Directors Day... And uh, he's gone a before, bit red here, by the way, too, so I'm guessing that might be the case. <laughs> yes, but no, I was there. I was there. I think. So we, we, we were sitting in the Directors Day, which was a, a day before the, the, the members uh, came along, and... I don't know why I was, I was sitting in this, I'd sold my directorship back in South Africa. Um, and, uh, but uh, yeah, I forgot about that. I actually bought the region. Yes. I did tell you that. And, um, and I sold that immigrated to Australia and on way, on the way, uh, via Malaysia. Um, I was sitting in this director's meeting and they asked this stupid question. And I always start my one-to-ones with this question ever since then. And the question is, not what do you do, but what do you do for fun or what do you do besides work? And it's such a great question to yeah. ask because it opens up a whole lot of other networks for you and, and things like that and gives you, uh, builds rapport with the other person. But this was the person that was, um, you know, sorting this out for the whole of directors. And I was sitting in front of this guy and I said, well, look, I've, I've just gone scuba diving for the last 10 days in the Coral Redang Island and now I'm here to do a talk. Um, and um, I thought that was a great trip and it was a good business trip to do. And, um, you know, and that's it. So he started showing me some scuba diving photos and uh, we were having a good old chat. And he said, what are you going to be doing? So I said, well, funny enough, I'm immigrating from here. I'm going straight to Australia. I've never seen the place. And I'm going to live in a place called Mandura, which is pronounced Mandra. <laughs> but right, with a South African accent, it was Mandura. Um, and... Um, yeah, so he, and he says, what are you going to do then? I said, well, I'll probably start a chapter and do print broking or courier or something like that. Or, you know, I'll start my own little thing there. And he looked at me and he said, there's no chapters down in Manga. So I said, well, how do you know? <sighs> and he said, well, I'm the national director for Australia. Wow. <laughs> Out of 80-odd people in the room, I happened to sit next to Frederick. And, you know, with a name like Frederick Marku, you don't think that uh, – He's uh, from Australia. No, and, you'd, you'd uh, think uh, yeah, instantly Canadian. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, he, he speaks with a, a Canadian-Australian twang, <laughs> so he's going to laugh at this when he hears this. But, um, you know, I cer- he certainly doesn't sound Australian either. So, um, yeah, that, that was how we met. Um, out of 80 people, we sat next to each other. I was that for serendipity. Yeah, and, that, um, it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? And me being cocky, Jen, the story is I... Actually said, well, in two weeks, do you want to start one down in Mandra? And uh, he told me, all right, call me. And that was uh, the rest of history. Ten years later, I'm still here. You're still here. And uh, you became uh, executive director for WA and Perth through that. So That's right. One of the things I find really amazing is, is a lot of the people who have ended up coming up through the uh, through the ranks of BNI and 
and come into management like yourself and myself, they've they've gone into chapters, they've um, become on the le- they've come on the leadership team or the president of their chapter, doubled the chapter size, and then okay, we need more from this and uh, and yeah. and started opening new chapters, which is, yeah. which is a really common thread uh, among those people who really have belief in BNI, are real go getters with it as well, and um, that's right. Last week's episode, I don't know if you've heard it, but we spoke to um, Bernie Hock, and it was very similar. It was very similar. He went into a chapter with um, with 20, 22 members, and he said, "Well, let's you know, let's all bring one person." And he doubled the size of the chapter. Yeah. yeah so mm. um, it's and, amazing. And two how, months of being a member. Yeah, yeah. Within so, two months of being a member, amazing story. It's amazing how all these things happen, and you know, just. Ending up at that conference, being invited to that conference, and sitting next to uh, Frederick in the director's day, and yeah. uh, you know that's how how that worked is fantastic. And uh, obviously came on board with uh, with B nine WA. So how did you find that you now look after thirty six chapters? So um, that is really a big concern there. So how do you manage that? I know you've got a very big team. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, I, I don't have a big enough team, but uh, we do have a big team. We've got a team of around about 45 people now. Um, and uh, with the, the directors and ambassadors, we call it the DNA team uh, because they are the DNA of, of BNI, as in the Helix DNA, but they're all directors and ambassadors. So um, I like calling them the DNA team because they, they, they are the definite solution to um, any challenges that we, we have in each chapter. Um, you know, and we, 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 we pick people that are really driven. And um, the, the irony is <laughs> I always pick people that um, uh, I, my directors are going to laugh at this when I hear, when they hear this because I always, I always pick people that do my head in, right, <laughs> <laughs> to be a part of the team. Because, um, you know, you want to surround yourself with people that drive you out of your comfort zone. So my question and, to Brent uh, is, is that why you chose me? Yeah, you do my head. You do my head in. I can tell you. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, that's right. You surround yourself with people that that, that drive you out of your comfort zone, and uh, you know, you know you, you, your first thought is no, that's not going to work, and then you you force yourself and say, mm, well, we'll look at those possibilities down the track. Let's 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 investigate that a little bit more. And some of the things are so off the wall that I want to in, inside my brain is screaming and outside I'm, I've got a smile on my face saying, yeah, let's, let's try and do that. Let's, let's, uh, let's investigate further. I've never thought, um, of, thought of it that way, but come to think of it. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Stop looking at me. Yeah. That's enough. Brent, Brent you, you were the one that actually uh, got me to think about the way um, uh, I, I did that. I did that, but I didn't do it on purpose at the time. And then when I heard you a couple of years ago doing the disc profiling, right, and uh, how to how to pick regional teams by a disc, and I realised that that's what it is. There's no point in having, um, you know, 20 people in the same disc profile as yourself because you just get yeses and you get everybody to agree with you. Mm. Yeah, and, um, you only get people who are good at the same thing that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's fantastic, yeah. and uh, and what a great story, and you know. You, your operation in uh, in WA is uh, is absolutely brilliant, mate, and uh, it's great that you can come on board and share your story because it's really unusual, especially coming from 
you know, B&I in South Africa, because a lot of people, they don't think, they think B&I ends at the front door of their chapter. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're in 72 countries around the world with around 270,000 members. And, um, mm. you know, there's a big world of B&I out there uh, if you want to be a part of it. So can you give us your success tip? We ask everyone on our podcast to give us their tip for success in B&I. Would you like to share that with us, John? My tip in B&I, um, I, think, I think you never stop learning, never stop adapting to change, uh, and always be willing to help enough people be successful and you'll be successful. That's a, my mantra to success is always something. When I first started BNI and became the regional director at that stage, when I first did that, it was Zig Ziglar saying, if you help enough people be successful, you will be successful. And um, I think that has stuck with me for the last 16 years. And I think um, never stop learning, never stop adapting to change and help other people be successful. And, you know, the rest is, um, is easy because you will become successful. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And, and, you know, when adapting to change, change is hard. And if you, yeah. like, if you like the status quo, um, you know, ch- change is real hard. But, you know, when we change a lot of things, especially in B&I, people think we're trying to sabotage their chapter or sabotage their business. Mm. The only reason change comes in is to solve a problem or we found a better way to do it to make it more successful. So, yeah. you know, for those people... We're not out to sabotage your business when things change. We're, we're adapting. We're adapting to a different situation or, or adapting to solve a problem or we've found a better way. And uh, B&I yeah. has evolved over those 35 years where we've found better ways. I'd actually like yeah. to ask you, John, with, six, with 36 chapters in WA, how have your chapters adapted to the changes that um, the pandemic has brought, the Zoom meetings now? How, how have you managed that? Well, um, you know... Out of the 36 chapters, uh, 900 and odd members, I've got 900 and odd different uh, comments about that. So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's some chapters that have gone and elevated themselves, grown fantastically over this last couple of months. You know, if I just took the 36 chapters in general, May 2019, closed business, we did $4 million. Wow. May 2020, we did... $3.6 million wow. of closed business. Yeah. And you must remember that in May, there was a hell of a lot of people that actually were out of work. Yeah. Yeah. And so, we still managed to actually come in just $400,000 shy of our uh, last, uh, the previous year's thank you for closed business. Yeah, so amazing. It, um, you know, it varied from uh, chapters that really struggled to chapters that really became successful and stronger. Um, and again, it's those that adapted to the change that that uh, succeeded and those that wanted to hold on to past belief, um, you know, they find it challenging. I can I can reflect exactly the same thing in, in the Melbourne South region as well. We've got chapters who have, who have thrived and done over 100% more closed business during the, the three months. And uh, we've got chapters that have gone backwards and lost members and, and haven't really taken on board and adapt. And I think I said it last week, it's not, it's not um, what changes, it's how you react to that change that actually defines your success. And none of it's easy. So thriving and adapting is not easy, but neither is the challenge that you might be facing. So for some of these chapters who 
you know, and, and there's whinging willies everywhere that feel that the hardship of having to go to technology or changing things, but it's going to be difficult either way, so we might as well do it as a team and move forward for the betterment of the group and your That's business than, than stand yeah. there complaining about something that we can't do anything about. Yeah, I've got, I've got a bit of a theory on that. I just say, oh, let's suck it up and get on with it. Princess. <laughs> That's it. Well, I, know, don't, I don't say that. You say that. <laughs> I said that to my sometimes, husband. <laughs> sometimes we just got to just move on. And uh, you know, um, I, I'm reading a book at the moment, and one of the one of the things that really resonated with me was one little sentence, and it said, "Never let your past determine your future choices." Yeah. And I think um, that a lot of people let, allow their past to determine where they want to be in the future. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's the fear. It's the fear that uh, you've got to, you know, overcome. Yeah. Fantastic, mate. Uh, thank you very much for coming on our podcast today on the Be Nice Australian Pleasure, Story. Uh, it's been great Pleasure. to talk to you. It's been very funny. I've had a great laugh here this morning, which has been great. And um, we uh, really uh, thank you for your time. So, uh, well done, mate, and all the best with B&I in WA. Thank you, John. Thanks, Brett. Okay, love you guys. See you. See ya. Thank you. One of the things that really comes out for me um, speaking to John is that saying, you make your own luck. And B&I makes that so much easier, doesn't it? You, you, in B&I, in you could be in a room with other B&I members and you know that you don't have to search for opportunities. They're in the room. All you need to do is talk, network, because everyone that has opportunities for you has been brought together. Yeah, well, you know, um, and, and that's part of the, uh, you know, people who work hard get luckier, yeah. don't they? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. And within a chapter, working hard is having more one-to-ones. Yeah, you know? working the system. Yeah. Uh, so we had some fantastic feedback during the week, but we also had a question, and one of those questions was, can you please tell our listeners the difference between a guest and a visitor at a meeting. Okay, well, a guest and a visitor, they're both, both are classed as visitors within B&I. But the difference between a, a visitor and a guest um, in uh, explanation is a guest who can, is someone who can come along, possibly do business with people in the room, get to know people, build a relationship with people, but their category isn't really you know, open to join. Where a visitor is a prospect and a visitor is someone who can potentially fill a, a spot within a chapter or another chapter. So um, guests to the room are great because, you know, not everyone's a prospect for B&I, but if you can bring those guests in, people can, you know, do business with each other. And a great story around this is a chapter I managed years ago. The insurance broker bought a cattle inseminator to the, <laughs> to the meeting. This is now, a great now story. Now you're talking about, John yeah. was talking about clowns. Well... Yeah. <laughs> I've managed a lot of regional chapters. I've never had a cattle inseminator join a chapter. Right? BNI does not discriminate. So, and, and the this is in Ballarat. This is a lunchtime meeting in Ballarat. I used to look after. So, and the locals called him the inseminator. Like he could have been could have been played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the inseminator came to the uh, came to the meeting, and the insurance broker Helen, who was a great member and still in BNI, I believe, um, invited him along as a guest. He's, she, he was a client of hers. So he came along to the meeting, met everyone, did the, uh, you know, sat in during the meeting, had lunch with everyone. And at the end of the meeting, we asked guests um, and visitors what they thought of the meeting. He said, well, your meeting was fantastic. Everyone made me so welcome. It was so professional. I've got seven of your business cards here. I pulled out of the business card box. I need to give you a call for things I need. Yeah. We never saw that guy again. 
But seven people got the chance to do business with him out of that chapter. Yeah. Does it, does it matter that we never saw him again? No, not really, because he was sort of more a guest. He, he probably wasn't going to get the benefit out of B&I, but... B&I no got reason, the benefit out of his Yeah, visit. so there's no reason yeah. not to invite him along. So seven people got possible business out of him, and we never saw him again, and that's okay. And when he left the room, he's probably going to sprout really good things about B&I as well. Yeah. So if you see a guest in the room and as, as a member you're thinking, oh, well, you know, why were they invited? They, they can't join. It's actually not about joining all the time. Sometimes it's about the referrals that they can bring in the networks that they can open up to members. Absolutely. Just bring people. Yeah. Well, that was a great question. Thank you very much for that. So, Brent, what is your tip for the week? Well, um, I just want to talk quickly about attendance. And attendance is what makes B&I meetings work. And when, you, um, when your group actually takes you on as a member, it takes you on the proviso that you're going to make the attendance commitment. You sign the form agreeing to that when you actually join a chapter. So people say B&I is really hard you know, on people attending, but there's a reason behind that because it shows if you don't turn up, it doesn't work for you. So it can take up to 90 hours of contact to build a referable relationship. So... Being attending meetings, doing one-to-ones, participating is a big part of that. So that's why we're really hard on attendance, and uh, you know, not everyone can actually, you know, can actually handle that, and that's okay. They're probably not right for B and I, but the attendance policy is what makes B and I work, and that's why it really has to be adhered to within B and I. And would you refer business to a member who is more often not in the room than they are in the room? That was actually something that someone asked me. And I thought, wow, it's actually not me having to turn up to every meeting. It's about how can I refer to someone who's not turning it's, up to every It's pretty meeting. hard to refer to someone who's not there and build a relationship with that person. And trust. And, and trust. And they're not showing that they're reliable. They're not showing that they're credible. They're not showing that they're visible. Yeah, fantastic feedback. And that was actually um, one of the things that a number of members had said to me that they loved about our podcast. They're really enjoying the guests, but they really look forward to the question and the tip of the week that's coming from you. So thank you. Yeah, oh, thank you. And the other thing with that too is attendance helps a member achieve success. Yeah. So if they're not being held to their attendance, they won't achieve what they need to achieve through B&I either. So it goes both ways. Yeah. Well, episode 21 has come to another close and we look forward to uh, sharing this with all of our BNI members across Australia, even the globe. Make sure you share it with someone in a BNI chapter overseas and especially with someone who you think would be a great member uh, for BNI or a guest at a BNI meeting. Thank you very much, Steve. Thanks, Steve. See you next time. See you.